Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Until noon. Let's head to Chicago, shall we? Maybe this summer we'll be headed to Guaranteed Rate or to Wrigley Field. Fans back in ballparks. That's on the table. Let's go to Cappy. He joins us. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors our weekly conversations. David Kaplan, good to speak with you, Capper. How are you? What's up, boys? How we doing? Doing well. So what's the latest? We've heard some uh, some buzz that uh, there will be fans in seats at Wrigley and guaranteed rate, not necessarily on opening day, but I believe the mayor said at some point during the season. Uh, what do you expect, Cap? What uh, Give us the latest. I still think there'll be fans opening day. I do. I think you'll see fans there on opening day, if not April 1, okay, April 2, 3. Mm-hmm. The Cubs and the White Sox have made it clear to the mayor's office, and this is not me speculating, this is me armed with this knowledge, we have to have fans back. You've now got restaurants at 50% capacity. We're outdoors. Mm-hmm. we got to have fans, and we need to announce this as fast as possible because while they may not be selling tickets, they got 24,000 season ticket holders for the Cubs. They've got eleven or 12,000 season ticket holders for the White Sox, and these teams got destroyed Financially, we're talking about to the tune of both sides of town because the White Sox owner owns the Bulls as well. Both ownership groups lost about two hundred plus million dollars. That's, I mean, everyone laughs and mocks Tom Ricketts when he says losses of biblical proportions. Well, that's kind of accurate when yeah. you lose that type of money. Yeah, that, that, that's for certain. Got to see the team a little bit yesterday on Marquee Network and. It's spring training. It doesn't mean a whole lot. But, boy, my biggest takeaway is just how different it is. The new rule that was in place, the Twins-Red Sox game the other game, this end of the inning. Uh, what was it? I think the White Sox yesterday. Eh, we're scheduled for seven. We're just going to play six. That shows you just uh, how different it's going to be during spring training. How different is the regular season going to be still anticipating getting 162 in? Um, I think it's going to be different because I think each team has to be so incredibly careful with their pitching. You Look, you've seen how many, like look at the White Sox, how many starters they have in camp. They've got, what, nine options at least, and that's not counting guys you could pluck out of your minor league system. You've got the Chicago Cubs have Albert Alzali, Kyle Hendricks, Zach Davies, Jake Arrieta, Alec Mills, Shelby Miller, Trevor Williams. I haven't even gotten to Braylon Marquez or some of their other guys coming out of their system who they could spot start in an emergency. So you look at 
the emphasis on pitching and you look at trying to protect guys who had, what, a 60-game season last year? We said, you Darvish, oh, my God, what an amazing year. He started 13 games. <laughs> you know? So you got to protect these guys. Cap, I just want to go back to the fans in the stands and ask you about one in particular because it's, uh, it wasn't the same not having the pink hat guy right behind home plate in row one. Jim Annixer. What's his name? Jim Annixer. Did he survive COVID, do you know, and will he be in uh, in his po- – because you tune into the Cubs, that's one of the first things I look for is the dude in row one in the pink hat. Yeah, and his hat say the pink hat guy, and his running joke is, some guys are out chasing women, David. He called my show one day. Yeah. Some guys are out chasing women. Other guys are drinking themselves into oblivion. My wife knows. Turn on the TV. I know what my husband's doing. Yeah. He's the pink hat guy. That's awesome. Yeah. And then you look at the White Sox games. It could be literally 99 degrees with a heat index of 117. Just lost you. Uh, let's 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 reconnect with Cap. We have lost David Kaplan. We'll get him back. Um, apparently, there's a pink hat guy at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. I'm anxious to see who that is. Yeah, well, look, we need fans in the stands. I don't know what it's going to be. By the way, I'm sure everybody's seen the news um, as it pertains to their AAA affiliate and AAA baseball uh, in general. They're going to back up the regular season. Uh, the Iowa Cubs now slated to begin in May. I thought April was ambitious, uh, putting it mildly, but now the AAA season uh, slated to start uh, in the beginning of May. All right, let's get back to David Kaplan. Cap, you were telling us about a 99-degree day and a heat index of 117 at guaranteed rate, and then we lost you. Yeah, I said, is it a trend? I said, is this something I said? <laughs> so you see the pink hat guy. And then you go over to White Sox, and there's a guy, and it could be 99 degrees with a 117 heat index, and there's a guy in an M&M. Don't know what it is. We lost him again. Happened again. Keep in mind, did you hear that little click that just happened? I I did. I don't get it. I don't either. I don't know where One more time. All right, one more time. Cap, if you can hear us, we cannot hear you. So we are going to uh, drop you and uh, try and uh, pick you up because we've got a lot of ground to cover with Cappy. Um, Obviously, we want to get to the Bears. The Bears fans want us to get to the Bears and see if we can figure something out about their quarterback situation. We want to do more on the White Sox. We want to do more on the Cubs. And we'll do so uh, when we get Cappy back with us here uh, momentarily. I believe the Capman is headed to do the Atlantic 10 tournament, I think he said he's going to do. Uh, so anyways, we'll get David Kaplan back in here. And I'm not going to ask him about guaranteed rate or what the temperature is like. Because that has not worked out well uh, when uh, when we've asked him that question. Again, Ka- uh, we will uh, talk to our friend Kevin uh, Lehman coming up here uh, on the... Uh, Missouri Valley Conference Tournament in about 15 minutes or thereabouts. All right, Cappy's back. Cappy, I don't want to answer that okay. question. It's cursed. I'm going to try this one more time. Right, one more. not be me. All right. Uh, I was saying that the guy behind the home plate at Cubs pays 800 a ticket. I mean, <laughs> you got to think those are the guys getting back in. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a good point. So, yeah. No question about it. So I'm excited, and my sources, I think, are impeccable. There's going to be fans. Good. You uh, you were in the betting market, Cap. You know about betting, and maybe it's me because Points I'm a bet. Tw- yes, because I'm a Twins fan. But 
the difference in the betting odds to win the division between the Twins and the White Sox, it's a big gap there. You can get the Twins at plus 175. You're laying money with the White Sox. Do you think the gap is that big, that the White Sox are that much better than this Twins team? Oh, wow, that's a really good question. I think that the White Sox are a better team. I don't know if I would go to that degree that they're that much better, but I do think they're a better team because they have more pitching. That's why. Yeah, and Liam Hendricks certainly can't hurt, right? I mean, he's been outstanding. Liam Hendricks is a beast. Yes. He's a beast. And, you know, Jerry was able to put a creative financial deal together that gave him some relief this year. He'll pay for it down the road, but he said, I'll worry about the credit card bills later. I'm trying to win right now. So I think I think they're a better team, but I don't know if I'd go to the degree that the odds makers have. Cap, I get that it's March and uh, the the team's only been together for a couple of weeks, and and maybe Larusa will you know wear on these guys as the season goes. But I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of the, uh, the players say, saying the right things about their about their skipper, uh, which isn't surprising at this point, right? That everybody's on board with Tony Larusa. Look, during the winter, the little unreported story is that. Albert Pujols picked up the phone. He called Jose Abreu, and he said, Jose, you got to listen to me. I played for that guy for a long time. He's the greatest. You are going to freaking love playing for him. He speaks the language. He is going to let you be yourself. He never stifled me. He never stifled Yachty. He never stifled McGuire, Canseco, Ricky Henderson, Dave Stewart, or any of them. You will find he just demands that you play the game one way, to win. If that means hitting behind a runner, he doesn't care if you don't get the RBI. If that means Albert Pujols has got to get a bunt down, you better do it so that we win. But you can win with flair and having fun, and he is all in, and those guys have picked up on that. Let's get to the Bears. And uh, it was, I believe, six days ago, Ken texts me in the afternoon. It's happening. He gets me all excited. <laughs> I Russell Wilson, it, it might be, of course, nothing comes to fruition there. The latest on what I'm sure is a huge topic in Chicago, who the 2021 quarterback will be for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, look, when the Russell Wilson stuff hit the media, we were like, no way. Hmm. Four t- okay, here's the way I perceived it. Honey, I don't want a divorce, but if I do, those four neighbors are the four I'm going after. Really? Sounds like you kind of moved on and you're getting divorced. That's the way I read it. And when he said Saints, they're $80 over the cap right now. That's a problem. Mm. Then he said Raiders. Well, there's talk that they're trying to work on an extension with Derek Carr, Mm -hmm. and you're going to trade him basically to a rival? Really? Okay, Um, and then the Dallas Cowboys, who they're trying to make progress with Dak Prescott. You sure about that? And then the Chicago Bears, the team that hasn't ever really had a quarterback since Sid Luckman, and (laughs) some people think they don't know how to run a professional organization. Really, that's where you want to go? And then I called someone who would know, and he said, dude, Russell wants to go somewhere where he builds it, and he goes, I'm the Messiah. You're going to look long after I'm gone. Who's the guy that turned the Bears' fortunes around? That guy. And he had a lot of say to do it. Hmm. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, and, Cap, I know that you've said, because I've seen you say it on Twitter, that whatever the price is, you do you make that move. What will that price conceivably be, Cap? It's going to be a lot if it's Deshaun. 
I know that they are absolutely all in on Deshaun Watson. That's the guy. They'll admit their mistake, but Matt wasn't here when that process went down. The whole process was flawed from the day they hired Ryan, and I like Ryan. You know I do. But when you tell Ryan, look, you're a young GM, you've never done it, so we're going to hire John Fox, this veteran coach, one more time. He's mm-hmm. going to get it because he'll help guide you through this. No. If I'm hiring Kenny Miller, Kenny, I'm hiring you, I trust you. You put your staff together, you put your head coach in place. If it doesn't work, I'm holding you accountable. Mm-hmm. But don't hand him someone. And then you get to the 2017 draft, you know i got to change this quarterback room. And you can't tell your head coach who you're going after till an hour or two before the draft that day. By the way, uh, Trent, I just want to let you know, I just traded the moon to move <laughs> up one spot. We're taking Mitchell Trubisky. Mm. Excuse me? John wanted uh, Jamal Adams. And Jamal Adams is a hell of a player. Yeah, yes. would have been a very good draft pick. But they needed a quarterback. Well, guess what? When you don't have collaboration like they did in Kansas City where – they tell a story. I do affect Mitch Holtis, and I just did a game. He told me the story. They're playing the game of which quarterback we're going to get. They have the 27th pick. We have to give up a lot to move. Well, they had Matt and Brett Veach. Brett is the GM. He was Matt's wide receiver in college at Delaware. They're best of friends. They do the evaluation. They're convinced Patrick Mahomes is the guy. Well, guess what? Andy Reid has to sign off on that because he's the grand poobah, the wizard of Kansas City. So they bring Patrick in. They tell Andy this is the guy. Andy puts him on the whiteboard in a glassed-in conference room off the edge of his office. And he says, okay, I'm going to work this guy out in here. I'll talk to you. Five hours he has him on the whiteboard. Five hours. Hmm. They're talking football. He's like, all right, take me through this. What did you do here? What would you do there? He finally puts his thumb up. Thumbs up. We're good. And they're like, oh, my God, we got smoke. The Pope has been selected. <laughs> they, Patrick leaves, gets in the limo, head back to the airport, and Andy comes out. He goes, smartest guy I've ever put on the whiteboard. Done. Whatever the price is, you move up and get him. And when the Bears announced, that they, when the commissioner came, we have a trade. Chicago has moved up. They cursed in the room. Son of a, they're taking our guy. And when they heard it was Mitchell Trubisky, they threw a freaking party. <laughs> I bet they did. And then they had a Super Bowl parade a couple of years yeah, later. <laughs> a bigger party. No question. Yeah. But that's the problem when you don't have collaboration. Look, it, Ryan deserves his share of blame. But when your organizational structure is, well, Ryan and Matt are our football guys. Well, you didn't have Matt here. You had John Fox, and you didn't trust him. So you couldn't actually use your head coach to help evaluate the quarterback. It's a problem. We talked last week, Cappy, about the wide receiver position, a state of flux happening there, what they're going to do with Allen Robinson and designated him, Cordell Patterson, and the offensive line, how they can get some cap relief starting over at the tackle position. What I'm wondering about is tight end. I saw Jimmy Graham. They can create more cap space if they release him. It'd be about $7 million. More importantly with Graham, solid, late in his career. But what do you think of Cole Komet, a guy that a lot of people loved coming into last year and certainly didn't pop in big ways? Uh, I actually think Cole's going to be an outstanding NFL player. And the Bears feel the same way. They are truly all in on Cole Komet. And Jimmy Graham has told people, I'm just telling you, that kid's going to be a freaking star. 
He's brilliant. He's got a great work ethic. He's a great teammate. And I truly think he's right. I think that you're going to have tremendous success with Cole Komet. It's just going to take a little time. And they didn't have a great quarterback, and they don't have a great O-line. So, and it, the other thing is, Jimmy Graham is the one that's been working Russell Wilson going, dude, right. Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. If, if you think that they're going to release Jimmy Graham and no. he helps them get Russell Wilson, no, no, no. no shot. No, no, no. What's their cap situation, Cappy? We'll let you out of here on this. For, last question for Cap, the cap situation with Chicago. They're going to be able to create more space because I think they'll, even if they tag Allen Robinson, I think they can tag him, let it sit there for a while, and then get a deal done once they know what they're working with and what the cap number eventually comes in at. They're going to have to move on from Bobby Massey. They moved on from Buster Screen. They've got to create more space, but they will, and I don't think cap situation will be a problem. They also have to see what they're spending on a quarterback. You know, if you're drafting Mac Jones at 20 or moving up or Zach Wilson or whoever, Kyle Trask, whoever that is, that's a different equation than saying, oh, hold on a minute, I got $40 million going to Deshaun Watson. So it's all in flux right now. I know it's a pro town, uh, but some of your uh, audience had to uh, uh, be appreciative of what Illinois did last night to Michigan, who was playing like the best team in the country, at least prior to you last know, night. Yeah, I remember when I got into coaching and we were playing Miami of Ohio and they had Ron Harper and they were ranked 17th in the country and we were 3-5. and five. I'll never forget it. And our head coach, John McDougal, went to the board 3-5 and five in conference play. Is that what you guys think you are, a losing team? I don't think you are. And then we went out to practice. And 15 minutes into practice, this kindly 64-year-old man who never cursed, not a word drops two F-bombs, kicks the ball into the stands at Old Evans Fieldhouse at NIU, and goes, I'm not going to stand for this F and H blank practice. We're out of here. And boom, says, coaches, let's go. We walk around the bleachers, and I'm like, oh, my God. I, it, I've never heard that man say the GD word, let alone the F-bomb. And he looked, he winks at us, and he goes, we win by 15 or more tomorrow. I'm like, excuse me? What did you just say? He said, you can use that trick once a season. That's it. You can't use it all the time, but there are certain games, as he called them, they're bullet point games. You just put that name of the team there, bullet point, and your team's going to come out ready to play. And he made sure they did, and we beat their ass. They kicked their head coach out of the game. Ron Harper had his worst game of his college career, and we won big. I said, how did you know that? 64 years old. I've coached a lot of games. I know my team. Good stuff, Capper. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, it was eye-opening yesterday without I.O., uh, which is a terrific win. Cap, we'll talk to you in a week's time. Thank you, David Kaplan. Have a good one. Be good. I'm off to the Atlantic 10. Yeah, enjoy yourself. Brooklyn, right? Uh, it, no, it's actually in Richmond, but i got to do it from the NBC studios oh. in Stanford, Connecticut. Very nice. Good stuff, Cap. Oh. Safe trip. Be good. Yep, good yeah. to talk to David Kaplan. Uh, sponsored by our friends at Centurion Stone. Centurion Stone of Iowa, if you're looking for manufactured or natural stone, accent or update your exterior or your interior project of any size. Uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa, it's that time of the year, is it not? Did you start uh, looking at some of the changes you might make this summer? You don't have to wait for summer, but Centurion Stone of Iowa is the website. Check them out uh, in person. 
5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Want to help out that fireplace? Give it a new look. Maybe the outside of the home. Uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa.com. Kevin Lehman joins us next. Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors Kevin's appearance. We'll talk a little Valley Hoops with Kevin. Trent's got a play of the day coming up. He's red hot. It's 1460 KXNO and 106.3. Iowa.org. Global Direct Mail and Marketing is a local design and print shop that'll help you from start to finish. From design to printing and mailing it for you. From wedding invitations to birth announcements. And it's time to be thinking about those graduation announcements. No matter how big or small your project is, Global will work with you from creating a custom design to getting your project inserted into the mail. Global can design, print, and deliver. And Global can help your business grow with custom mailers designed to help you bring new customers through your doors. Located on 121st Street in Urbandale or call Craig at 515-282-3000. 282-3000. It's Global Direct Mail and Marketing. KXNO. Trek Hyden here to let you know my good friends at Renner's Warehouse are in heavy demand right now in Des Moines for three reasons. One, the rental market is booming. People rent during uncertain times and homes are getting leased fast. Two, with professional video marketing and self-showing technology, Renner's Warehouse meets all healthy and safety guidelines for our social distancing world. And three, with regulations changing so quickly, more people are learning that using an experienced property manager is far less stressful than trying to do everything yourself. Now is not the time to DIY or mess with inexperienced property managers. For a low, flat monthly fee, Renner's Warehouse will take the grunt work off your plate with no upfront fees and no paperwork or 3 a.m. maintenance calls. Plus, they can help you turn your part-time rental into a full-time cash flow machine. And if you're a real estate agent, they're offering cash payments for referrals. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. That's 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse, Des Moines. You'll always slash free. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Welcome back, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Trent's P.O.D. coming up here in about 20 minutes before we get out of here. He had another winner last night. We'll pick his brain on who he likes uh, here tonight. Kevin Lehman, we're going to pick his brain on college basketball and the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, That's uh, coming up here uh, momentarily. By the way, the crew... Tomorrow night that we'll call uh, the Nebraska-Iowa game. Big Ten Network has it. The Hawks' final appearance on BTN. I don't. I think the by the time they play, if they maintain their double bye, I don't think that's BTN. Well, they might have it. I'm not sure about that. But tomorrow, regardless, Kevin Kugler and Jess Settles uh, have the call of that one. That according to Chad Leistico's uh, Twitter feed, Kugler and Jess settles with the call of that one. All right, we do know that Drake plays on uh, Friday. They will take on the winner of UNI and Illinois State, who get after it yet again. Uh, UNI and Drake, potentially, which would certainly work here. That means one of the local teams has a 
uh, a guaranteed path until Saturday. Let's get to Kevin Lehman, Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors. Kevin, Trent and Ken, thank you for coming on. Uh, how are you? Are you in St. Louis or making your way there? I'm um, getting ready to make my way there. I've done some Zoom calls. And i got to tell you a little tidbit about Kevin Kugler. He was my play-by-play guy when I was the head coach at the University of Nebraska, Omaha. We hired him from the Omaha Racers. Wow. The old CBA team. Yeah. What a career he's had, right? I mean, he's a fast track. I, I think yeah. he's uh, I think he's terrific, whether it's football or whether it's basketball. And him and Jess have Nebraska uh, and Iowa tomorrow night on, on the Big Ten Network. So, Kevin, you'll get there. to uh, the, the tournament starts tomorrow. I know Adam Emenecker, who joined us earlier in the week, he'll be down there. Uh, you'll go do both radio and television. When will we hear you first? Do you have a game tomorrow? Yes, I'll have the Bradley Southern Illinois re- uh, game tomorrow night, and then I'll hop on the radio for the Northern Iowa Illinois State game. And then Friday, I'll have the first game, Loyola, uh, playing the winner of the Bradley Southern. Hop the radio, come back, and I'll have Drake uh, in that 5 o'clock game. Hopefully, it's against the Panthers of Northern Iowa. Fingers crossed. Yes. Now they got to beat him for the third time in the last three meetings. Saw the game notes. This will be the first time in 100 years in Missouri Valley Conference play. Teams have played three consecutive conference games. Uh, Kevin, you know just how difficult it is. These back-to-backs have been odd. Now you're going back-to-back-to-back. How much more difficult is that going to make it for the Panthers? Well, not only back-to-back-to-back, but the second game was an overtime, a two-overtime game. So these teams know each other really well. Uh, they made a few tweaks between Friday's game and Saturday game, and now they have to make it again. Uh, I think it's the Northern Iowa team. I'm seeing some good things out of them, guys. You know, that was the first time they've swept on a road in these back-to-back that the league has played. We're seeing Nate Heisey and Bowen Bourne coming forward. And I've always said the key for the Panthers is Noah Carter. When he scores, they win. The stat I had uh, on Friday night's game, he averaged 18 in the – then there are five Valley wins and seven in their losses. So they need a big game out of Noah Carter. Hmm. You know, before I forget, Kevin, I want to ask you about Doug Elgin, who's uh, hanging it up. He's uh, the commissioner of the Missouri Valley Conference. I think he's done a tremendous job. I really do. I mean, it, it's uh, it, it's a tough task television-wise. It's certainly better than it's ever been before. You would uh, attest to that because you work a lot of Valley games. But Doug Elgin, in his career, um, how would you uh, categorize what he's done um, for the Missouri Valley Conference in his time? Uh, two words to describe Doug. First, he's an innovator. Came up with Bracket buzz, Buster back in the day, and that helped the Valley immensely. Yep. Came up the idea of let's have a neutral court postseason tournament. He had to convince the president to do that 31 years ago, Kent, and now it's known as Arch Madness. So he's behind this? I guess I, d- I didn't realize. So this was his yeah. baby? It was. Wow. He, you know, he's been the commissioner for 33 years, so this Jeez. will be the 31st year of a neutral site, and the president did not want to do it. He brought it <laughs> to him, and, and uh, you know, he moved to St. Louis, and now we have the Arch Madness. So he's had great innovations like that. Of course, the Valley has always changed. They lost Tulsa when I was coach at Northern Iowa. Uh, replaced him, I think, with Evansville. Creighton goes to Big East. He brings in Loyola. They go to a Final Four. Uh, and then the second term, it, he's, the Valley's like a family. It's, it's, it's a great organization to work with. Adam Emenek will tell you that. Uh, they treat you with loyalty. It, it's just a great group. And you know, he's, he's going to be sorely missed. 
And think about this one, too. This is the only league in America that got every game in. They yeah. went that back-to-back mm-hmm. format. No one else got all their league games in except the Missouri Valley. That's great. I mean, that, that's something to certainly hang your hat on, be able to to pull that off and had to do it in a little different fashion, but ultimately they got it done. Kevin Lehman joining us, and the biggest question that remains for the conference, can they get multiple teams in Loyola, they run the table. Well, of course, they're going to be there, have the best at-large profile. But here locally, the Drake Bulldogs, a run to the championship game, is that enough, or do you think the Dogs have to win this whole thing? I think they get the championship game, they'll be okay. And I you know, I just text you, you got to watch out for the bid stealers. And you always look for the league's conference of the Valley, such as the Atlantic 10. has got some teams that could steal a bid from you, know, like St. Louis and Davidson. Mount West, Utah State, Boise State, in the American, you know, Memphis or SMU. Keep an eye on those teams because they win their league tournament. That's going to be a problem for Drake because they're on that last four in line, yep. so they have no margin of error. I think they're very similar to where the Northern Iowa Panthers were a year ago. And, you know, Panthers got knocked out first round by the Bulldogs. I think if Drake can make a run and get to Sunday's game, They'll be in the tournament. What uh, What are you hearing about Tank Hemphill? We've seen some uh, some video that's uh, been tweeted out from the Bulldogs' uh, Twitter account. Um, he's rehabbing, Kevin. Uh, is he close? The zooms that you were on. Did you learn anything about Tank Hemphill and his availability for Drake in St. Louis? Nothing official, Ken. But what I'm hearing is they expect him to play on Thursday. Now, how much we're not right. sure because. He's not in game shape and those types of things, but I really think they're going to try to use him on this game on yeah on Friday. So it gives him an extra day of rest. To, uh, but that's what I'm hearing. Of course, uh, Roman Penn's done for the season, yep. but I think we're going to see a tank sighting in St. Louis. We saw Valpo make a surprise run a year ago. Who's the surprise team that you have that you think could make a run, play for a championship that maybe nobody anticipates coming into the weekend? Well, I think if you talk to people, especially former coaches like myself who've been through this, our heart is with Greg Lansing mm, yeah. at Indiana yes. State because his contract is over. They're not going to renew it. It's ridiculous. He's had a great year. I mean, he's got – he came in fourth place, 11 wins in the league. Um, I'd like to see him get the championship game. I really would. Yeah, Loyola would await should they win on Friday. So, so why? What, what's going on there, Kevin? There's certainly been a ton of blowback. A lot of what are they thinking uh, in in replacing him? What's behind this? Who's behind this? And is there a chance that uh, you know that they uh, turn this thing around and go back on what they were originally planning on doing? Well, if you remember two years ago, Barry Hinson, we knew he was on his last. Uh, leg, but it, it was not announced. He actually, they said, if you win the conference tournament and get an NCAA bid, we'll retain you. Uh, this thing, you know, they leaked this last week that that uh, Greg was done, but that was close to Greg knew this months ago. New administration came in a few years ago. They just kind of let the contract run out. Very similar to what happened to Dr. Tom Davis when Bob yeah. Bowlesby came in for the Iowa Hawkeyes. I think it's a type of similar situation. So, if, you know, if he makes a run, I still don't think they're going to, uh, you know, it, they they part ways in that situation. And Indiana State, lowest budget in the league, mm-hmm. they're the one school elected not to play spring football uh, because of budget issues. So, you know, it's he's done a great job probably with the least amount of resources of any school in the Valley. 
jump over to the Hawkeyes as they get ready for their two home matchups to finish up the season. It's Nebraska and Wisconsin before the Big Ten tournament. They were still waiting for that signature victory. They got it Sunday against Ohio State. You watch this team playing the first full game minus Jack Nungy, what you saw from the Hawks, and maybe how different you think this team is just coming off of one victory. Well, I think this started back when they lost to Indiana, uh, Trent. I think he decided to start guarding people. And since that game, they have done that. Uh, other than the Michigan game where they had a lapse in defense. But Michigan has done that to a lot of people. But how about Illinois going into Ann Arbor yeah. last night and putting a hurt on Michigan? That was a shock of all shockers. I think this Iowa team, they got some question marks. Because Jack Nunzi is that backup big-body five-man for Luka Garza, so they're going to, have to maybe play a little more zone when they rest Garza. I think that's a question going forward. How do they take that physicality uh, that they're going to miss from Jack Nungy and replace him? Because uh, this is an Iowa team. I think they're really playing well at the right time, and they're assured themselves of that double bye when they go into the Big Ten tournament. And it looks like they're going to be a number two seed as long as they finish strong here with Nebraska. A little bit of a scary team right now. Yeah, did the Rutgers. And then, of course, Wisconsin coming into Carver Hawkeye. Uh, Kevin, uh, you run in basketball circles. You talk to a lot of people. What are you hearing about Iowa State, particularly? What's going? Uh, I mean, what? What if, can you tell us, if anything, uh, about Steve Prohm and his future? You know, I'm about with you guys. It's uh, you know, it's been quiet up there. There are some that say because of the COVID and uh, the amount of the buyout that he'll retain him another year. But I tell you what, guys. I've heard this from ADs for years. If you're going to release a guy next year, why would you wait right. to do it now and move on? But I have not heard anything. I know we all think Steve Prohm is a gem of a guy. I've worked with him on the coaches' first cancer board. Uh, great person, and his wife, Katie. And it just, it's been a tough year up there. They've had every type of obstacle, COVID injuries and whatever. Hopefully they can get a win here. I don't think doing it at Tech, but maybe at Kansas State. Interesting. Uh, Kevin Lehman, we will hear you in St. Louis. Loyola going to cut down the nets. Is it that simple? You know, I had them uh, Saturday night against Southern where they went into overtime. This is a Loyola team that's really struggled to shoot the basketball the last couple games. So we've seen strange things happen in the Valley Tournament along with other tournaments. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet the farm on that. I'm going to tell you that right now, Trent. Don't be betting the farm on the Ramblers. <laughs> uh, I think, you're, I think, I, you know, and it, here's the thing about Drake. You know, they lost Saturday, but they got five days of rest. That's a good group, man. Even Yesipu stepped up huge yeah, in the absence of Roman Penn. So I wouldn't count out the Drake Bulldogs, although I think if Northern Iowa advances, that's going to be a great in-state battle again between Drake and Northern Iowa. Good stuff, Kevin Lehman. Enjoy St. Louis. We will uh, speak with you next week. Hopefully there'll be two teams that uh, that come out of their successful. I'm, I'm with you. I think Drake has to make it uh, until Sunday. We shall see. Thanks, Kevin. Enjoy St. Louis. All right, guys. Have a good one. You do the same. Kevin Lehman. Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors our uh, friend Kevin Lehman. What do you think? Have you seen odds? I saw, by the way, you just tweeted this. Uh, Panthers are a nine and a half point favorite over Illinois State tomorrow. No, that is the FCS football game. Oh, that's this why. weekend. Okay. Yes. I was gonna say that was a big number. All of a sudden, no, that is the football game this weekend. I'm gonna guess that line's gonna be out here pretty quick, though. Yeah, I would say. And uh, boy, I, I just you and I's playing good basketball. Mm-hmm. I watched quite a bit 
of the game uh, against Illinois State, the second one, the overtime one. Looked really good offensively. But three times in a row, beating a team that is pretty even with you, it is so tough. If it was a team that are just a lot better than, yeah. Right. I don't know. If, if I was making a bet on that one right now, I'd be betting on the Redbirds. Uh, we will come back, finish things up. It's 1145 on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106. KXNO. Trent Condon here to let you know my good friends at Renner's Warehouse are in heavy demand right now in Des Moines for three reasons. One, the rental market is booming. People rent during uncertain times and homes are getting leased fast. Two, with professional video marketing and self-showing technology, Renner's Warehouse meets all healthy and safety guidelines for our social distancing world. And three, with regulations changing so quickly, more people are learning that using an experienced property manager is far less stressful than trying to do everything yourself. Now is not the time to DIY or mess with inexperienced property managers. For a low, flat monthly fee, Renner's Warehouse will take the grunt work off your plate with no upfront fees and no paperwork or 3 a.m. maintenance calls. Plus, they can help you turn your part-time rental into a full-time cash flow machine. And if you're a real estate agent, they're offering cash payments for referrals. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. That's 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse, Des Moines. You'll always of Mighty M. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Well, I did it. I had my vasectomy procedure with the Urology Center of Iowa. It was quick efficient, and I was in and out in less than a half hour. The big bracket for college hoops is coming out soon. If you want an excuse to chill on the couch while watching wall-to-wall basketball, then it's time to make the call to the Urology Center of Iowa to schedule your vasectomy. Call 515-400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it. Center Des Moines. Welcome back, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Let's finish where we started, tie a bow on this bad boy. Mm-hmm. Um, your beeline, I'm Nico, ne- Nico Medved. Yeah. Interesting name. Thad Mata, who's been away from the game, he stepped down for health reasons, right? I mean, I he know did. the team yeah. was, look, they were winning the, I don't have to tell you, they were winning the conference on a regular basis under Thad Mata. And, but it didn't go well toward the end, and it leads to how these things end up a lot of times uh, with uh, with a new man uh, in his office. So, health wise, step down. Have you heard anything about him? Where's he been? What's he done? Because I don't see him on ESPN. No, he. I don't think no he's BTN. Got a, he's, yeah, he doesn't have a media presence. What's he done since Ohio State? His Wikipedia page ends in two thousand seventeen. I have heard um, Club Trillionaire, the uh, the walk-on kid that had the blog back oh, in the Greg Oden era, who's now in college basketball media, okay. mentioned, and I want to say this is maybe like a year and a half ago, yeah. that he was still interested in getting back. How old do you think that Mata is? Uh, okay. Because um, we fell in this with Beeline. 57. He's still only 53. Okay. Well. I mean, he looked old because of the bald head. Yep. 
True. <laughs> Even when he was in yeah. his late 30s, early 40s. He had like a hell of a runner in Ohio State. He did. He had a great run at Xavier. He had a great run. Butler, right? Butler, yeah. yeah. He, this guy can coach. Now that I would think would move the excitement needle, don't you think, in Ames? But he hasn't been around for That's 40 years. and He's going to have to hire a heck of a staff recru- with, with recruiting ties because mm-hmm. those pipelines, I would think, maybe not completely dry, but not what's they once what, as good as they once were. That's an interesting name. An interesting name. A gettable name. A yes. realistic name. And you saw that you think that he's still interested in getting back into the game. I believe, yeah. One of his players, I believe, said that. A year and a half back, I think it was. You're, I'm moving he, Medved t- two on my oh, list. You like that that much? I don't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I like Nico Medved. Nico Medved is going to get a big job. Yes, he, and I think it's as soon as this year. Colorado State is playing very well. He could be that you know that that mid major guy, if you will, that gets on a roll here. Look, he's he was only here in the state for one year. I think a lot of people were sour taste the way he left. Mm-hmm. He wins the coach of the year and makes a run for it. Look, can you blame him? No. He makes more money. The grass was greener. He left. You had a, another name bandied about. Yeah, I can't buy this one. Dana Alton. I don't buy that one. Long time at Creighton. Yeah. Doing a good job at Oregon. Took him to a Final Four. Yeah. Why would you leave Oregon? Right. The money. I mean, you're not going to beat the money you're going to get in Oregon. No. The no. ability to And they're in the to tournament. Recruit. They're yeah. in the tournament yes. this year. He's had a heck of a run. Yeah. They have made the NCAA tournament now, what is it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the last eight years. The one year they made the yeah. NIT and won 23 games. Trent, there's going to be a coaching change in Ames. Speculation is going to be where we're at for the next couple of weeks and mm-hmm. uh, because there's going to be a change. There just is. The quote that, uh, and Steve Prohm realizes it too. Read Randy Peterson's Twitter, um, you know, what the expectations, and, and Steve Prohm knows they're not meeting them. Thad Mata. 53, did you say? 53 is all. I would have thought he was old, but I did. I thought he was 57, and I thought it was on the low end. <laughs> He's got a lot of basketball. Again, mm-hmm. if health is okay, mm-hmm. you got to figure a lot of good basketball in front of him. All right, you've had a lot of good basketball picks. Can you do it again? Let's go back to the well. And we're going to go back to the well with a home favorite here tonight. I still have more work to do, as we're going to be digging in, but I had two games jumped out at me right away. Okay. And the first... It's not the greatest slate of games It's tonight. not. Yeah, yeah. after last night and oh. just how, how great it looked now, we got some blowouts that went into mm-hmm. it. What's going on with Greg McDermott? Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's egregious. That's egregious. That one's on my list, but it's not my favorite. My favorite... So betting against Greg McDermott? Yes. Mm-hmm. Take a Nova tonight, mm-hmm. land a four and a half, five, depending on where you're shopping. Mm-hmm. Give me Penn State. Penn State against Minnesota. Minnesota on the road stinks. Ricky. Is he done? He may be fired. Uh And because of that, that's a team that looks lost. Carport in 40 the other day. Yeah. I mean, he's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Kalsher, is he? He's been in and out of the lineup. He has been. Yep. Be honest, I don't think Kalsher is a real good player. Yeah, you're not you're not winning a whole lot of no, games no. If, if he's one of your top three or four. So what players. what's the number? Penn State by how many? Four and a half. Given? Four and a half we're gonna lay it with the that. Nittany Lions. Now they I was on them Friday night against Purdue and they got blown out. Purdue's pretty good. When the young kids are going, that's yes. a pretty good basketball team. 
produce kind of that surprise under the radar run to the Sweet 16 uh-huh. or Elite yeah. 8 as a four or five upset a one seed in the Sweet 16. I can see that from this. Purdue so squad. from what we saw last night, would you rather that Iowa gets the four and moves up to Michigan or stays <laughs> down on the bottom of the bracket and Illinois awaits? I want to see Iowa, Illinois. Again. I do too. Appointment TV. Such great games. Such great games. Get both of them. Why not both? Yeah, because you beat Illinois win, in the semifinals, right. Michigan in the championship, and a one seed. Can I get a one seed if they run the table? I think the one seeds are set, Trent. I don't. I don't think anybody's moving off of them. I don't. I think Baylor's one of them. Baylor was that was a good win for them. Zags aren't going to go anywhere. Ohio State and Illinois. I think the one seeds are set. Baylor still got two tough games. Yes, they do. And an early exit in the conference tournament. But if they... They looked good yesterday. Looked good yesterday. We're out of time. Murph and Andy only an hour away. Then the Fanatics at three. Morning Rush kicks off another day of local programming tomorrow. We're Miller and Condon. Weekdays 10 to noon on 1460 KX and Owen 106.3 FM.